Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I'd like to learn. I'd like to learn a pasuk that we started. We spoke briefly about yesterday. I want to write, learn as far as it's last week's parsha. It's the past week's parsha. We are on Thursday and starting to zone in to the next week's parsha, the Subway, So we'll yet have chance tonight. But I'd like to learn a, a pasuk in Parshas Kiseitzay. The Pasuk in Parshish Giseitze, which we started studying yesterday, speaks about a person from Amain and Mayav. These two nations, Somebody from Amain and Mayav is not allowed to marry a year. Amain and Mayav, two nations, Somebody from Amon and Mayav cannot marry a Yid. Gam Dara Siri, even the tenth generation. If the Zayda was Megayer, his son, 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 ten generations. Forever, these two nations are precluded from marrying into the Kalashem. They can never marry a Yid. Why? Al Dvar, for the matter. Asher They did not bring out bread and water. Now, anybody who carefully reads the pasuk, there's a redundancy there. Al devar means for the matter, and asher means for the matter. It's completely redundant. It could have said asher because they didn't bring out bread and water, or it could have said al devar it says Altvar on the matter, Asher, because they didn't bring out bread and water. It's it's redundant. It's a simple redundancy. Altvar and Asher mean the same thing. Rashi's bothered by the Kasha. Rashi remarkably says is another sin that they did that the Pasuk only hints at. Says Rashi Altvar. Rashi says Alaitza for the advice. That they gave advice to make you sin, that they gave the advice to make you sin by the story of Bilam. For giving the advice, they convinced Midyani ladies to seduce Yidin to do Averis. So Al Dvar means Al Hadibar. Al Dvar means for the Dibar. It doesn't mean because of Al Dibar. The fact that they gave advice to try to get you to sin. And very fascinating that the Pasuk only hints at one of their sins. It's obvious to me, why didn't the Pasuk write it? That troubling? God like hints. They did three problems. They didn't bring out bread and water. And they hired Bilam Ben Ba'ar to curse you. They did a third, third sin, Maish is they cause seduced us to sin. Why didn't it write, why doesn't the Torah write that one? I suspect, Maisha, the Torah only hints at it because it speaks about a flaw in us and God doesn't want to write that here. It's saying this country, it doesn't, Hashem doesn't want to write that here in the Torah. Very possibly a theory that it only hints at the fact that they seduced us. Amazingly, it's hinted at in the Torah, Al-Dvar. And Al-Dvar is Al-Adibar. And it hints to this atrocious sin that they got us to sin. And it only hints at it. It could be Hashem doesn't want to say it openly. 
because it's not here. Sometimes the Torah speaks about our flaws. It's talking about why Amen and Mayev can't marry a Yid, Nashem. Third reason, they try to curse us. They hired Bilam to curse us. Is they seduced us to sin. The, it was the Midyanim, but the Mayavim had the advice. Sheya'atsu ala Dibur. They gave advice to get us to sin. So for the deeper of getting us to sin, now it doesn't want to say that outright because it speaks about our sinning. It could be. It could be. It's a good theory. The Ramban says that we spoke yesterday. There were other sins. There's another sin is that they seduced us to sin. That's a good question. That's a very fair question. Nobody else ever seduced us to sin. That's a fair question. Fair, very fair. But according to Rashi, there are three tainas. I'm not against that question. They seduced us to sin, one. Two, they didn't bring out bread and water. And three, they tried to curse us. Three reasons they can't marry you. Now, now it's an aside that one of the reasons is only hinted at, or perhaps a theory. Why is it? But Ellie, I want to share a Svas Emes, Maish, with the guys. Let's talk about the two sins that are openly spoken in the Pasuk. One sin is they didn't bring out bread and water. Now it's true, we learned through bad lack of gratitude. But we were in the desert, a nation of millions of people. We passed by their countries and they didn't take care of us. And the second thing is they hired Bilam to curse us and kill us. Ask the Svas Emes, can you imagine, you have to picture the scene, have a visualize real Ellie. I asked you, why don't you like somebody? Like I have two reasons. I was once thirsty, he didn't give me a drink. And secondly, he once chased me with a knife to kill me. I'd be like, your second reason I hear, you don't need another reason other than your second. It's very fascinating. We have two reasons Amin and Mayav can't marry a Yid. One is they weren't very nice to us. They didn't bring bread and water. And secondly, when it says they hired Bilam to curse us, wasn't like to say mean things. Bilam's curse was to annihilate us. They wanted Bilam to wipe us off the face of the earth through the power of speech. So ask the, ask the Svasemis, the great Gerebbe, are you serious? Two reasons we don't like them. It's like, it's now, there's something called the Loizu Afsu Eli. Not only this, even that. It's called the Loizu Afsu. Yeah, I have two reasons we don't like Amin and Mayim. They can't marry the Jews. First of all, they weren't so nice to us when we were in the desert. They didn't bring bread and water. Secondly, they tried to annihilate us. <laughs> it's like, hello, they, just say the second thing. You don't need to like, you don't need to say the first thing. That's what the Svasemis is. That once you have the second thing, so the second thing is the reason they try to annihilate us. They weren't that nice to us, and they try to annihilate us. Just say they try to annihilate us. Like, I hear, I hear. Good plan. I don't, before, you're like, you're so bothered by the kasha, I want to make it uncomfortable in the room first. The art of all learning is to get uncomfortable. And you have to ask, is this comfortable? If somebody would talk this way, you ever somebody speaks to you and you're like, just talking weird? Feel the weirdness before you say it to her. Yisrael, do you find this weird that it says two reasons Amin and Maiv cannot marry into our people? Reason number one, when we walked in the desert, they weren't so nice. They didn't bring out bread and water. 
And reason number two is because they hired Bilam to curse us. They wanted to annihilate the Jewish people. Two reasons. Ask the Svas Emes, once you have the second reason, can you just drop the point, number one? <laughs> they try to annihilate us. You know, imagine, like, two reasons we're not so comfortable with Nazis. Number one, they didn't typically smile at a Jew when he passed by in the street. Number two, they exterminated six million Jews. My mother grew up without grandparents because the Nazis murdered them. Two reasons? You're making me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's many nations that tried to destroy us, but what are the nations that didn't give us food in the desert? Maybe the first one didn't fair, one was fair, fair, fair. Half the world fair. had to destroy us. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I like that Doobie and Noam are noticing something. Doobie said, and Noam, Doobie and Noam stem. And this is a good question. They cannot marry us because they try to annihilate us. They can't marry into the Jewish people. Doobie said, you just eliminated all Gaim. <laughs> A lot of nations have gone after us. A lot. <laughs> Spain, Egypt, they all can marry Jews. In a few psukim, we're going to learn an Egyptian can marry. They could be Megay or a nice Egyptian. Egypt annihilated us for 86 years, brutally. <laughs> so, Dubi and Noam are completely accurate that this is a funny pasuk. They try to curse us. So there, there's a secret of the Ramban that they owed us gratitude. And I agree, you could try to kill us, you could still marry us. But we have no gratitude, so then deeper, you're angry at us, I could see being insecure from us. But when you have no gratitude, we save your life, then it's different, it's a different game. So the Ramban really addresses Noam's Kashin, Hadubi's Kashin, I like that. I'm addressing something else, the Svasemis' Kashin. That the two reasons, and I like your question, both. But the two reasons, well, first of all, they weren't so nice. And they brutally try to destroy us. <laughs> the Svasemis doesn't like it. There's something odd. Just say they try to kill us. Like the other thing is, it's not, it's, you don't have like two reasons once you have the second reason. The first reason's like, thus, first they didn't bring out bread and water when we were in the desert. We were, we were walking in the desert and we passed by their countries and they really should have been nicer to us. So it's interesting. It's interesting. I like your thought. I like your thought. I first want you to be uncomfortable. That, that, that any cash is like something's like off. So the Svasemis like jumps in. He's like very uncomfortable. Two re- the way I understand the Svasemis, he writes very briefly. This is the way I understand his cash alley. Two reasons that I'm going to can't marry you. And reason number one, they didn't bring bread and water. Now I admit, somebody can counter the Kalish. Not giving bread and water to a nation in the desert is almost homicide. Were, the only problem is that we actually had the Be'erishal Miriam, we had Mun. So it wasn't such a problem, it just wasn't very nice to them. We, we were okay, we had Mun, we had Be'erishal Miriam, but they didn't know that. So I'm, I'm like, not, I don't like forcing questions. I'm not, like, I'm, not, I'm not that kind of dude. The Svasemis asked this Kasha, I really understand the Svasemis. I, the Svasemis asked, the way I understand it, that these two reasons, it seems like, like once you have reason number two, you don't reason number one. That's Svasemis. The way I understand the answers is a Yisai that I have seen him say numerous times. It's what I want to learn with the guys today. It'll be very brief, very brief today. We already had a long day together. I would like to make this extremely brief and say what the Svasemis answers. He answers, yeah. 
He answers, he answers like this, the Svasemis. Our nation's job is to be a light onto the nations. A Yid we represent with the Am Hashem, the nation of Hashem. A connection to us means a connection to Hashem. That's step one. Connection to us means a connection to Hashem. Whenever we speak about somebody having a Rebbe, somebody having a Rebbe, a Rebbe, we always mean a conduit, a way to get to Hashem. Somebody asked Lubavitch a Rebbe about a, about a Rebbe. Somebody asked Ravig the Miller about a Rebbe. He said it's a stepping stone to God and sometimes it stops there. Scary. The goal of a Rebbe, we don't worship a person. A person brings us to Hashem. Somebody else is connected to Hashem and we're inspired by that person as well to connect to God. So the Jewish nation is supposed to be the nation of Hashem. We're close to Hashem. We live with the realization of connection to Hashem. A connection to us equals a connection to Hashem. That's the step one of the Svasemes. That's ver- that step has to be understood. A connection, a Yid represents he who is close to Hashem. We're the Am Hashem, the children of Hashem. We have a mark on our body called the bris of our connection to Hashem. A connection, I'm going to get to it. It's only step one. A connection to us means a connection to Hashem. Hudi, the question I asked, the Svasemes' question. It says two reasons Amin and Mayev cannot marry Yidin. One is they weren't so nice and didn't bring bread and water to us in the desert. Reason number two is they try to annihilate us. They hired Bilam to curse us. Ask the Svasemis, once you have reason two, you don't say reason one. You don't say we don't like Nazis because they didn't smile at us and also they killed six million Jews. That's weird. Bomb cash at Sviki, I love it. Noamad, your cash and Dubi, bomb cash. Bomb. The Ramban's bomb, but your cash. Good cash. But the Svasemis asks that these two reasons, they didn't bring bread and water to us, and they murdered us. Listen to what the Svasema says. Step one is a connection to a Yid means a connection to Hashem. That's what it means. When you have a connection to a Rebbe, that means you have somebody who encourages a relationship to Hashem. It's never an ends for itself. It's a means to a connection to Hashem. The Jewish nation is the Am Hashem. A connection to a Yid is another way of saying a connection to Hashem. Amalek wanted to eradicate the Yid. And what is the, they wanted to eliminate the Yid. What does the Pasuk say? They didn't fear God. They knew that we were a stepping stone to Hashem. Attacking us was an attack on God Himself. We don't want a connection to Hashem in this world. What do you do? You eliminate the Yid. The Yid is a way, a stepping stone to Hashem. We're the Am Hashem, the nation. We're people who are Shabbos observers. We're people who have a bris milah, a mark on our body, a bris milah. I read to the guys in Mein Kampf, Hitler, like Amalek, Amalek, it says, hated bris milah. They took the bris milah and was zayrikit. By Yizane Becha, they threw bris milah to Shemayim. I read to the guys from online a quote from Hitler Yamashimai where he says, I don't like the mitzvah of Mila. He says, I am barbaric, we are barbaric, and we hold it's a virtue. We're powerful and mighty, and we think it's virtuous to be mighty. 
And one people brings a guilty conscience to the world, the Jew. He talks about godliness, being like Hashem, being humble. He talks about a person being Yerushalayim. He said, I hate the Jew. And I hate what he brings to them. He called them the guilty conscience of the world. He hated the bris mila. He wrote circumcision. Is their gift to the world, the use connection to Hashem. We don't want any of that. So a Yid represents connection to Hashem, teaches the world. A Yid is a Shabbos observer. His essence shows the world as Hashem. Every seventh day doesn't do malacha. I'm not, all week I look creative. The Jew announces there's a creator. The essence of a Yid is there's a creator. And a, a person's knocking a Yid doesn't want a connection to Hashem in this world. That's, so says the Svasemis as follows. Says the Svasemis, Amin and Mayav were very, very distant from Hashem. And they try to hire Bilam to curse us. But if they would have any attachment to us, meaning to Hashem, if they bring even just water to serve us, they're in a dark place, they try to kill us. They have dark stains on their record, but they brought water to us. Bringing water to us represents a subtle connection to that which is eternal. He said if they just brought water to us, they'd be allowed to marry a Yid forever. He said as distant as a person is, if you can find that slight place of connection, you're fine. Amun and Mayav can never marry into the Yid because they didn't find that slight place of connection. They can be at dark, dark places, but if they but brought water out to a Yid, the bringing water out to the Yid is something of connection to that which is eternal. Says the Sfasemis, you're fine. So that's the two. They did extreme. They were in dark places. But bringing water out to us represents, says the Sfasemis, something of a connection. You maintain some connection. I want to tell you a story. I'd like to share a story. I get very nervous. We, we will talk about something, a from Yid, not a from Yid. I want to be honest. There's something called Shemr Shabbos and there are halachic ramifications. But do you know there's something called the Yid? And the Yid means something, a Yid. It means something objectively, a Yid. We get too caught up. A Yid called me up two weeks ago. It was the weirdest call I ever got in my life. He's probably listening to this year. It's the weirdest call. I don't care to say it. A Yid called me up. He said, I live in Manhattan. He spoke quite yeshivish. He was like a yeshiva man. He said, I am no longer from. He, I said, I'm from. I don't know if I'm from. I gave like my lines. From. What is, he said, I ate a lobster sandwich an hour ago. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> I might have spoke Lashon Hara now. I didn't know that. He then, he then says, it was one of the weirdest calls I've ever got. He said, he wants to talk to me. He was, he was interesting, a very beautiful Yid. He said that my kids are from, he said they're yeshiva guys. He said his son is the point guard in Heschel. We might play them this year. Wonderful Yid. He wants, like moves, does he, they die, they're like moving as they come out. <laughs> 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 he's still on the lobster. <laughs> 
<laughs> he told me an hour before the phone call. He had two conditions. It was funny, a guy called me. I got confused who called who. He has two conditions. He wants to meet for coffee with two conditions. One is I don't get any money from him for the yeshiva. Okay. I'm like, did I call you? You called me. And two is like he's not becoming from. But after those two conditions, he's listened, and he probably heard Johnny's podcast, because it was right after. He says, I need, I need to speak to you. I like what you're about. I like your school. I need to meet with you. With two conditions. I said, we'll probably pray. Are we playing Heschel this year? I said, I'll meet you at the games. I don't want to meet with 200 people in the gym. Me and you, one-on-one. In a, he wants to go out for coffee. With two tonight. He doesn't become from the yeshiva, he gets no money. One of the most interesting calls I ever got. I didn't want money or that. I wanted the point guard from Heschel to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway we're doing just fine. We got speaking, we're, we're ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. He came, Johnny, and Johnny will appreciate this. I mean this sincerely. He's like busy. I'm not from, I'm not being pretend that you're a yid, I'm a yid. I, I'm, I don't live in that place. There is a halacha of Shaymer Shabbos, Kashrut. I wasn't about to eat in his house. He, I don't think of, he's, you're a yid, I'm you. We're both yid, and I don't think like him. From, not, he had like his own, like, he's talking about a halacha if I'm allowed to eat in his house. He's a yid, and I'm a yid. We're both yid, and like, he's so, he, he's frummer than me, because I'm not into a from, like, you're a yid, not a yid. There's something called a yid. There's something called a yid. A Yehudi. A person who was born. There's, a, there's something called a yid. It's powerful. It's a creation of God called a yid. There's a yid, a Yehudi. It's, there's a power in a Yehudi. We forget this and get confused and get all thrown off. There, there's something called Hashem brought to the world. There's something called a yid, a Yehudi. He's a Yehudi, I'm a Yehudi. We make up these classifications. He's We get so confused. We confuse ourselves. We outthink ourselves. It's a Yid, I'm a Yid. It was so like bonding. We're both Yidin. And there's, there's a creation called the Yid, and I'm afraid that in our sophistication we lose that a Yid. A yid. Yeah, we have cute things. I have Ashkenazic customs, the customs, Gishmak. Night, a Yid. There's an absolute barrier called the Yid. There's a creation called the Yid. There's a Yehudi. Don't lose sight of that. Yehudi is powerful. What a Yehudi means. What does, there's a special soul that we both share. We're both Yehudim. It doesn't, it doesn't have to do... The same way there's a man, and a man is a man. And we're in an age when people are wondering identity. There's a man. We have like arbitrary, a good man, a bad man, a funny man, a certain... There's a man. There's a yid, yeah, we a tall yid, a short yid, a chubby yid, a skinny yid. Yeah, they're different. You can label it, but understand there's a yid. And there's something called the yid, and we forget that and lose sight of that in our qualifications. Is he from? Is he, what shul does he dive? Is he not good this? Is he charedi? Those are cute, cute, kishmak, he's fat, okay? What are you getting? There's a yid. There's a yid. There's something called the Yehudi, a yid. <laughs> He like called up, like had to qualify, but I'm not. Yid, Yid, Yehudi, Yehudi. There's an essence, there's something about a Yid. Says this Vasemis, bringing water to a Yid means you touch that place that's eternal. You brought water to a Yid. There's a place that you're connected to Hashem. If they brought water to us Yidin, 
if they had some connection then they could marry Yidin forever you could be very distant and have a lot of difficulties but if you could touch that which is eternal if you can get in and live in that place which is eternal there's, there's tr- not just hope then you're touching that which is eternal from that place of small from that place of real if you picture it, they're very far. They, tr- they hired Bilam to curse us. Represents distance and tremendous distance. But if you can touch and connect to a place that you bring a cup of water to a Yid, in that place you're very connected. Allow me to tell you a story. I was in South Africa, and if a lot of things are boiling down to South Africa, I just liked it a lot, so take it. I was in South Africa, my wife and I climbed the beautiful, we, we didn't climb, we went up this incredible mountain, it's called Tabletop Mountain, I think it's the name of the mountain, and we went up this incredible mountain. You went up there, Doobie? Is that what it's called? I get the name right. Cape Town. Cape Town, this gorgeous mountain, beautiful scenery, wild. I have fear of heights. Trust me, the cable car going up there was like, I was holding on to Yisrael Mayer for dear life. It was scary. You go up this tall mountain, gorgeous scenery. At the top of the mountain, you had hundreds of people, and they're looking. The sights were just like really overwhelming. But all the sights were wonderful, and my wife and Yisrael Mayer were soaking it in. And I found an 80-year-old from lady named Dawn, wonderful human being. She was a balas chuva. Wonderful. I ended up meeting on the top of her mountain. She wanted me to speak to her grandson who learns in the gush. And I met him over internet. She had a phone thing. She got her son. Somehow worked for like a few seconds up here. We had a lot of trouble with the connection. But I did speak for like a few seconds to her grandson who learned in a yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. And I was talking to this lady Dawn, a wonderful yid. The power of a yid she became from Balastro. She told me, I want to tell you about my grandfather. Now, her grandfather was not from, or we would say not from, like the guy you called me. He was a Yid. She decided, I'm saying the details as she told it to me. She was an intellectual, honest lady, Dawn. Wonderful person, lives in South Africa. To describe the kindness of a Yid, she met a stranger on top of the mountain, became close to my wife and I, and she said, you cannot walk the streets of Cape Town alone. My wife and I felt very safe. She said, that's dangerous. I I was going to the Minion in a nice shul I like. She said, I'm driving. We were going to eat out, actually. We said, we're eating out. From there, it was like two blocks. We felt very fine. She said, you can't. She ended up picking us up and driving us. The 80-year-old lady, she said, you call me. She insisted. We didn't even want to call me. She was like, said, I'll be too nervous. She drove us to where we needed to get because she didn't want us walking the streets of Cape Town. It should be safe. Very, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Precious. Yeah. She told me Yisrael about her grandfather. Her grandfather passed away in Cape Town about 20 to 25 years before for some reason, her grandfather was buried in Cape Town. Makes sense. He passed away there. But her grandmother was buried in Israel. She said why. I don't remember how that happened. Grandmother buried in Israel. She became from and started matter, mattering to her more. I don't know exactly what, you know, what the story of care. And she decided, Johnny, that her grandfather should be buried next to his wife. She started thinking more about eternity. She asked some Talmud Chacham this question about reburying her grandfather. And interesting, interesting story, the Talmud Chacham said that they like each other. Was there Shalom Bayes? She said, oh, they were very close. So the Talmud Chacham said, then rebury him in Israel next to your grandmother. 
So she made a second Leviah. 25 years, 20, 20 after her grandfather died, to exhume, to bring up the remains of her grandfather and bring him to Eretz Yisrael. Did I pronounce that word right, Rebezi? Exhume, is that how to say it? I think that's how to say it. To bring up the body of her grandfather. She hired, she paid for a Hebra Kaddish Yisrael that would re-bring up her grandfather and rebury him in Israel. She goes to the Leviah and they're bringing up the body of her grandfather, Hebra Kaddish from Eretz Yisrael. She paid money. This lady is an, struck me honest, intellectual, not like a spiritual, but not like a type, very intellectual, rational. The Hebra Kaddish brings up her grandfather and starts screaming, Tzaddik! 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 She's like, Tzaddik, Tzaddik, what's happening? Is everything okay? Her, his body was like he was buried that day, intact, exactly like they buried him. The 25 years later, it was like, this can't be. They said, who is this guy? She said about her grandfather, who today we would say is not from, she described his honesty in business otherworldly. She had stories of his honesty and business. She told us, she told me some of the stories. I would say them if I remember them. I don't, I don't remember the details. She told me details like wild about his honesty and business. And the Hebra Kaddish like shook their heads. Somebody even quoted the Chazal. I don't remember the Chazal. I should find that. Why the honesty would make sense. But he was honest in business. And my point is that he gave water to a Yid. His grandchildren are from today. He's Shaykh to eternity. He gave water to a Yid. The word is there are parts. There are parts that are pure. Parts that are holy. We're all human. We all have many parts. We all have aspects that we want to bring close. Get in touch with the part that's close and live there. This man found a place in him that was very, very pure, and it was important to him, and he lived there. It's not a coincidence his grandchildren are from. His great-great-grandchild, his granddaughter's grandson, is learning in Yeshiva in Israel today. You know why? He was honest in business. Find the place of closeness and live there, and tap into that and be that. Of course, building, ever moving more of our parts to that which is eternal. The Svasemes sees in this Pasuk such a depth. They had two sins. They cursed Yedin. They didn't bring water and bread. Says the Svasemes brilliantly, if they would only bring water to a Yid, then all the other sins and the greatness of their sins, they'd be allowed to marry Yid and they'd still be Shaykh to eternity. Because a part of them touched eternity. They brought water to a Yid. A Yid representing he who was close to Hashem. Now from a Yid's perspective, find that place that's eternal, that's connected. Find that place that feels it and connect from that place. It might look as small. It might look like a small detail. This guy in business didn't cheat. That was his place of emes. That was his place of connection to God and godliness. That he didn't touch another human being's money. If if it was somebody else's, from that place emerged somebody who's granddaughter's grandson is it learning Torah in Eretz Yisro. That's the Svasem has said over here. The way I understand it, it's a brief Svasem, I'm a rookie at Svasem, I'm working. 
the way I understand the Svasemis, I felt like it spoke to me, this Svasemis, and speaks to you and speaks to us in our own journeys of finding places, finding places in, 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 in the journey of steiging, in the journey of growth, finding places where we're close and tapping into those places. It doesn't mean patting our back, I have a good thing about me. It means living in that place. Gaining energy and chizuk and meaning from that place of closeness. There are things that matter to us. It's interesting. A friend of mine was talking to somebody who was becoming from. He was talking about the process, where do I start? And he said, find the mitzvah that resonates by you. Now ultimately, you should be loyal to all 613. But find the place that you care. Now, to us who keep 613, but we want to have a more deep and meaningful Yiddishkeit, find the place, some mitzvah that resonates, that this mitzvah talks to you, this mitzvah pulls you in from that place. From that place, you bring water to a Yid. You bring water to the Yid. If they but, if they but brought water to the Yid in the Midbar, they'd be allowed to marry Yid until today. They'd be shaykh to eternity. So it might look like the smallest thing. Says the Svasem Hudi, what's being said here is they had major pigam, but they didn't even bring water to the Yid in the desert. Imagine in a little bit of gratitude, like they found this whisper of like hope, that they said it's true, we're far and afraid of the Yid, and we want to hire Bilam to destroy them. But you know what? Their grandfather saved our grandfather. Let's bring them water in the desert. They'd be allowed to marry a Yid today. Because from that little place of connection, good things happen and good things come. So in describing that Amin and Mayiv can't marry, marry a Yid, they had very places of great distance. And then the little point of connection, they couldn't even do that. They're cut off. And the lessons of finding that little place of yes connection, that, it can, that become more, that can develop deeper, is a tremendous lesson to us who keep all, who Baruch Hashem keep Tyre and Mitzvahs and Baruch Hashem are excited. But if we can find the best places of connection, of meaning, of purpose, of that which matters to us, that place from that place, in that place, that place sincerely, good things can happen. So don't devalue a small thing, a small nuance that to, that to you matters. I picture the Yid sitting in Cape Town whose body is whole. That represents something to me. His body is warm. His, his granddaughter's grandson's learning in Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. And he found a place of connection. He was honest in business. I picture if you and I would have known him. Was he from? He would he was a Yid who, who somewhere in Cape Town, South Africa, was honest in business. Weiss, you know what I mean? He, he had his p- place of attachment and connection. Of course, ever looking to increase our places of connection and attachment, ever increasing it, but finding that place that we connect. You know what I'm saying, Abrami? Is this true? Definitely part of the process, yes. Yes, definitely part of the process, yes. Yes, answer. yes, yes, and yes. So I wanted to share. The Svasemis touched me on Parashas Kisesi. The way I understand it, Biggie, it means something to me. I think for us all, in a month that Klal Yisrael, a month, a precious month, that people are moving closer to Hashem, I think there's something very encouraging about this Svasemis, this incredible Svasemis. I wanted to share this, this amazing Svasemis with the guys. I apologize that the schedule today 
You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including my armakimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.